We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey guys, Andrew Claudio here with the first of many programming notes here on a Monday morning. Uh, behind the scenes, um, we recorded, the three of us, uh, mostly John and Jeremy, obviously, the cap or no cap, the Mitchell Robinson return. Uh, I haven't come up with a catchy name yet. I may think of one by the time I put the episode into Megaphone and out for you guys to listen to in a couple hours. But we recorded that earlier today. John and I have been recording our Patreon pods and releasing them every Thursday. And last week decided to switch things up to make it a little less structured and a little more reactionary to the NBA playoffs. Our Patreon is a dedicated to just NBA stuff at large rather than just Nick stuff. And we saw that like we do a pod on a Thursday and like that night would be two big games. So there's no point in doing a pod on a Thursday. We figured to make the pods a little shorter, 30 to 35 minutes. They're more reactionary. And then they're up the next day for all our patrons. And we looked at the schedule, saw these two game sevens happening between the, the Bucks and Celtics and the Suns and Mavericks on Sunday. And we figured we'd record Sunday night as soon as both games are done. I did not expect for my hockey team to be playing this epic game seven that might get me kicked out of my apartment. I hope not. I, I, if you're my neighbor and you heard me tonight, I'm not that sorry, but I'm a little sorry. Um, with the Rangers win, it got pushed back and it also led to the first two, three minutes of the pod being what they are. And since I'm feeling a little generous, I figured we'd send out, we haven't done this in a minute. We're going to send out a bonus episode to all of you to hear Um 
this is what our Patreon reactions are going to be like for the rest of the playoffs. So if you want more of these Patreon reactions in which John and I talk about the Mavericks and Suns, um, the, the collapse by the Suns and where this performance ranks for a 64 win team and them not even making the conference finals, John has a Luca take and it's a doozy and can where he, the player he mentions that Luca reminds him of, um, and look, if Luca keeps winning, we may have to start acknowledging that. But John has a Luca take that I think you're all going to enjoy. Uh, then we talk about the Bucks and the the Celtics, and if this loss does anything to Giannis's legacy, the superstar leap that is definitive for Jason Tatum. Now we talk about the two remaining series and where we rank the four teams. All that stuff on the episode you're about to hear. More of that to come as far as reactionary bonus playoff content over on the KFS Patreon. If you want to join for just seven bucks a month, you get all these extra pods, you get all these extra videos, you get access to our playback watch parties, which are going to do more of during the playoffs. Head on over to the Knicks Film School Patreon with the link in the description. Later in this podcast feed, around 3 a.m., I'm going to drop all three parts of Jeremy diving deep into Mitchell Robinson and whether we Knicks should bring him back and what the extension or the, I guess the extension or the re-signing should look like. The other centers that are available, it's very smart, very informative, as you've come to expect from Nick's Film School. So all three of those parts will drop at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, here dropping at midnight, here is our reaction to the Rangers beating the Penguins, the Mavericks beating the Suns, and the Celtics beating the Bucks. Enjoy, and let's go Rangers. Recording is in progress, John Macri. Oh, how the tone of this would have gone different had I be joining you after a brutal Rangers playoff loss. We but welcome alas, the patrons in. We're, yes, a, welcome them in if you'd like. This is a cold open. We're, this is the open. Yes. Uh, hey there, patrons. Yeah. How you doing? How are I you? Know, I know. Unless, Rangers you're, unless you're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Unless your favorite colors are black and yellow. Shout out Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. I love that song. Yes, that is the only good thing to ever come out of Pittsburgh. Although the Pirates got no hit today and won. So there, that, that's their consolation prize, Pittsburgh. Even when you don't get a hit, you score. And unfortunately, you didn't score enough goals against the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The Pittsburgh Penguins blew a 3-1 lead to the New York Rangers. The Pittsburgh Penguins blew a 2-1 and a 3-2 lead to the New York Rangers in the go. three games that they lost, John. The Penguins were up 2 nothing in game five and lost. They were up 2 nothing in game six and lost. They were up 3-2 to two with five minutes to go and lost. And the New York exactly. Rangers are headed back to the second round of the NHL playoffs. Um, there was a moment mm-hmm. when Dallas was up by... <laughs> 87 points in the yes. second half of tonight's game where I was like, you know what? Maybe I should put on the Rangers game. And I didn't end up doing it, but I thought about it. And that shows you how excited I am about this uh, hockey 
Listen, These hockey festivities. I am here on. to eat whatever crow you want. This is going to be a lot of congrats, no. John. You were right. No, 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 no. I, I'm here to go to join you on the Luca bandwagon, although chill on the 910 all time. But this is this is a step he has to take in year four. Uh, I am just letting you know I'm here. I'm down for whatever you want tonight. Literally, you're it's, oh, I, it's no, your I mean, choice. Look. I, first and foremost, congratulations to you. A team that you root for mm-hmm. won a game tonight. A team that you, you genuinely root for. Mm-hmm. Um, a team that I have found myself rooting for over the course of these playoffs also won tonight. And that's the Dallas Mavericks. Um, although I, I really actually, I've been rooting, kind of rooting for two teams. And it's the Dallas Mavericks and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And the, and the Bucks, so for whatever victory laps I might want to take, um, the Bucks were my number one before the postseason started. They were my number one before the second round, even after I knew about the Middleton injury. And I still said, I thought Giannis would have enough to get it done. He did not. He did not have a great game today. We'll get back to that game in a bit. I just, I want to, I got it. We have to start with it, with the result tonight. So for anybody who is like Andrew, a Ranger fan, and may not have been watching the events transpire on TNT, um, I actually don't. I'm trying to think of when the last time I've been this shocked by an MB, a result. Maybe not a result, but just how a game unfolded. And like the weird part is like me sitting and watching it tonight again for inexplicable reasons. I have never fully gotten on the Phoenix bandwagon. It didn't make any sense. The numbers said I was wrong. Like Phoenix making it to the finals said I was wrong. Phoenix winning 64 games this year said I was wrong. All of the things said I was wrong, but there was something that was always a, a craw on my side. Where I was like, I, I just don't fully buy this team. Even with that, I was able to sit there and be like, holy shit, we've never seen anything quite like this. For anybody who didn't watch the game, I think the they were the biggest lead was 46, but that doesn't really tell the full story because at one point it was, I think. 70 to 32. Yeah, they got uh, over maybe, 40. It got over 40 for a no, long it time. It got over yeah. 40. It got to 46, but like... Oh, did it get ever, ever it, get to it, 50? It, it was like... No, it didn't get over 50, but like Dallas had like doubled up the Suns for like deep into the third quarter. Luca, in case anybody didn't see the stat that got made the rounds on Twitter, Luca has many, had as many points as the Suns at halftime. At 27, Suns had 27 at halftime. Um, I uh, to say it was a no show job by the Suns is probably a little make it, it, it oversimple, oversimplistic. I mean, I've never heard of this. Talk about things I've never heard before. A like a source on the Dallas Mavericks coaching staff. The, the sideline reporter didn't say, didn't name a name because they, I guess they didn't want to give their name, but someone was like, said to the sideline reporter for TNT at halftime. Yeah. Anyone, but, but Devin Booker, like that was the game plan. Like Chris Paul, you want to beat us. Deandre, Ayton, you want to beat us. Mikhail Bridges, you want to beat us. Cameron Payne, you want to beat us. Okay. We'll go home. We'll, 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 we'll go home and, and we'll, we'll enjoy our summer vacation. They just weren't going to let Devin Booker beat them. Not in the way that he wanted to beat them, which is like one-on-one long twos, the whole thing. They just made sure Booker wasn't going to beat them. And um, I guess we could do the Chris Paul thing now. <laughs> I mean, it, look, it, it, nowhere close to like Harden levels because like Harden has had just a, an abysmal postseason career. Chris Paul has had some really great postseason moments. Great, 
great postseason moments. And any like anybody who wants to say like he's he's like underwhelmed in the postseasons, I think you're latching on a little bit too much to like certain performances. That said, um, this was bad. This was bad. Like he didn't show up for the last five games of the series. I don't know if he was injured. I don't know what the problem was, but he didn't show up tonight at all. Um, and then there's, then there's this, this, I can't even get it out. Then there's the center of the Phoenix Suns who's going to be asking for a maximum contract. Mm-hmm. I already did ask for a maximum contract and the Suns told him, no, go play out your fourth year. We'll talk next summer. And this is how he goes into the, into the offseason. I mean, I don't know what you do if you're Phoenix in, as far as the Aiden situation is concerned, but like those guys didn't step up and like the other Phoenix role play, like everybody had a bad game, like Booker had a bad game. Everybody in Phoenix had a bad game. And um, on the Dallas side of it, like we'll, we'll, we'll get to Luke in a second, but the defense, I've, I can't remember seeing a team play defense like that in a very long time. They were, it's like they were, it was literally like they were, we were watching six guys on the court defend the Suns and then Dinwiddie. And we were texting about it playfully before. And I was like, this is what Spencer did what he does. And you yeah. correctly pointed out like, no, it's <laughs> no, not. it's not John. <laughs> I, what I meant to say is like, I'm sure Spencer Dinwiddie is not like, even Grant Williams. So we haven't talked about that game. Grant Williams had the game of his life earlier today. He's never going to have another game like this. Spencer Dinwiddie's had games like this. He's he's done things like this at the NBA level. Maybe not on this stage because he's never been on the stage before. But like, you know, Dinwiddie is a guy who walks on the court and thinks he's the best player on the floor. So I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously surprised that he went whatever he went from three. He had, he had 30 points. But like, I'm not like shocked that Spencer Dinwiddie came up big. Hey, OK, so a couple things. Um I don't I'm going to take your word for it on the defense because the oh my God, this game was on my iPad the entire night. I had it in front of me, obviously, it, but the big screen got the the Ranger game. It was oh, I, I, I honestly I really haven't seen it. I can't remember the last time I've seen a team play defense like they did. Well, so if that's the case, then I don't want to give the Suns too much of a pass because like if you want to give credit to Dallas for how they performed tonight enforcing this, that's fine. I'm sorry, but they got rattled. This is a 64 win team. I put this stat up on Twitter tonight. This is the second time in NBA history that a team that won 78% of their games didn't make at least the conference finals. And the other example is the Mavs in 07, where it was clear. This is just the worst possible matchup ever for them. The we believe warriors. This is a historic. The reason you can't think of a, of a team going out like this that won this many games is because it's never happened like this. Well, there's some commonalities a little bit. One that that Mavs team was never challenged all season, mm-hmm. and then they were hit in the mouth, and they were they cowered in the face of pressure. And I think Dirk kind of acknowledged that after at some point after that that series went the way it did. I'm not going to say these sons cowered in the face of pressure. Like they came up big during their home games up until this, but tonight their role players, I mean, disappeared like they, and, and, it, the, but the more interesting part and why I think the comparison is interesting is like these sons never had to worry about a blessed thing this year. Nope. They were never like it, they had the one seed wrapped up with you know, whatever it was two months left to go. Um, and then you throw in some of the other stuff, like, Chris Paul, he's the Tom Thibodeau of of players. He milk he gets the most out of the teams that he is on, and then eventually 
things balance out. And I, I, I don't, I hate, I feel bad bringing this up but at the same time. It's like, yes, they made the finals last year against a, a Laker team that <laughs> turns out not very good. Um, and then, Come on. Like, that was not a good Lakers team. The Lakers team, as constructed last year, won the title in the bubble. And then AD got hurt in game four and exactly. it the series. Exactly. Yeah. So, again, the, no, the no. one this year turned out to not be pretty good because they got rid of the, the gel of that team and yes. replaced it with Russell Westbrook. Well, it, this team was worse, but last year's team was like in between the champions uh, and listen, this year's team. And they. There and was AD a, got hurt. I will defend that last year's Laker team. And I'm not to spend too much time on this. There was a portion of that series. I yes. thought, oh, the Lakers are back. Okay. Yeah. Like and when then they went AD, and then AD and got hurt. Went right. But like when they were up to one and AD was healthy and LeBron is doing like these weird post-ups on Jay Crowder and Andre Drummond is mimicking it on the bench. They were laughing at the Suns. That's true. For the first three. Oh, games. You're right. Like, yes, that is the Suns team. Then they faced the Jamal Murray list. Uh, Nuggets. Then they yep. face the Kawhi-less Clippers. Yeah. And I got to be honest, that's how I'm processing all of this. Did we did we look at the Suns in their run last year? Did I look at Devin Booker and him going toe-for-toe with Giannis through a lot of that playoff, through a lot of that finals last year? And did I overrate what they did? Because Benji tweeted, I think, the the one of the best lines of the night. Like, this is a big loss for just the regular season. Because now... Like the Warriors like sleepwalked through the second half of their season and they look like the strongest team left. The yep. the Suns like ran away, like you said, ran away and put themselves in a in a historical context of a 64 win team. And it mattered nothing. They lost by 43 points at home or 33 points at home in a deciding game. This listen, the superstar convo that we had that we spent a whole week and a half talking about. I'm with you now on Booker and Paul that you don't do that in a well, game seven. You don't perform that way in a game seven. Devin Booker going three for 14 in a deciding game at home. No, I'm sorry. A superstar doesn't do that. So I until think, further notice, you are out of the superstar club. I think Devin Booker is, and this was always, this was my gut feeling then. And this is my gut feeling now. Devin Booker is going to have a very wonderful career in which he spends it as occupying a place somewhere between the 10th and 20th best player in the league. It, that may be a superstar for a lot of people. It's not a superstar for me. Um, so I don't feel bad about that. The Paul thing, I actually was wrong when I wavered about whether he was a superstar at one point, he was at one point, mm-hmm. but it's, he's not anymore. And I think that much has been, has been settled. Um, and then the other two takes were about Tatum and Doncic. Um, I was wrong on Tatum. Yeah, but the Doncic thing and the thing about Luca that's interesting, which is why as much as like there was never a debate about Luca, obviously, but you would have liked like the Tatum thing obviously will come up in a second that he had a game six that's more emblematic of oh, this is a superstar. Yes. You know, like that's that's where the the nail in that but, coffin officially went. With Doncic, we'll get back to that series in a bit. Yeah. Tonight wasn't like, oh, Luca was too much for them. Spencer Dinwiddie was too much for them. If that's... you took it, like like Jalen Brunson at twenty four points, like that, like, the, and the best part is the best part about it, John. All three of them. Oh, you know what? I was looking at the score late in the game, hoping it would stay that the point differential of the game was more than what Luca scored because I had a line ready for like if you just take Luca out. The Suns still lose. 
So you can't even say this was like too much Luca. This was a complete no. I'm with. I'm actually there on the no show job by the Suns. That type of performance at home. I mean, if it, I, I almost have more respect if it was too much Luca. Because then it's like, you know what? You tip your cap. We we ran into an all-time great having an all-time great performance. No, Spencer didn't really ran you off your home court. That's embarrassing. He was a, it was him and the, it was really the defense was what set the tone early on. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was funny. I know you were paying more attention to the Ranger game, but there was a point in this game in the first quarter where and they actually uh, I think it was Reggie Miller, to his credit, even said it on the broadcast. Mavs were up by about 12 and Reggie was like, the sun should feel something along the lines of the sun should feel actually really good about where they're at right now because they should be down 20 because the, the Mavs were getting everything and they just weren't hitting a lot of shots. Um, and like they had open looks and like they just, you know, were breaking them and Phoenix was just playing so poorly. And then Dinwiddie came in and he's like, fuck it. I'll hit some setback threes. And he did. And that was really what started to create the difference in the game. And then Luca went on to to finish off and credit to Luca, by the way, for setting the tone, scored the first eight points in the game. Um, I, as you know, I've been watching the sport for three decades. Luca's the closest thing to Michael Jordan I've ever seen. He's better than it, more than Kobe, more than Shaq, more than Duncan, more than Giannis, more than, I don't know who else you want to throw in there. LeBron James. Uh, what? LeBron. Oh yeah. James. LeBron. More than LeBron. Absolutely. More than LeBron. This is a nuts take, John. It's not a it's not a LeBron James. You have him ahead of LeBron James. No, of what, course what LeBron, LeBron did in year three, getting that Cavs team to the finals. LeBron James is the second greatest player of all time in my eyes, mm-hmm. without question. And I think there's a and I think he's closer to first than he is to third. To third, yes. But just in terms of, he has no weaknesses. On the offensive side of the floor, on the offensive side of the floor, defense is. I'll give him credit though. After Jason Kidd called him out, he started playing defense in the series. So, you know, he, he certainly wasn't targeted to the point mm-hmm. that he was early on. Offensively, he has no weaknesses. LeBron, even when he was doing the LeBron stuff early on, when he was scoring 27 straight points on the Pistons, when he took that shitty ass team to the finals against the, the, the Spurs, mm-hmm. um, he was doing it because like physically he just overpowered everybody. And he occasionally would have these spurts where he would hit shots, but like the shooting piece for LeBron didn't really, really come around until the second half of his career. And really, if we want to be, even more of a stickler until like the last several years. Um, he was, he always just overpowered. And like, I will never forget watching the conference finals with him and the, uh, against the Orlando magic, the one he hit the game winner, right. In mm-hmm. game two to stave off them going down. Oh, two. And then the, the magic won that series easily. And that's because it was like same play after same play after same play, LeBron high pick and roll drive, drive, drive. And it was only so much he could do. Whereas Luca, when you factor in the shooting, the passing, and the fact that he is six, eight, six, nine, and can back down DeAndre Ayton on a post up and get back, but like you can't stop him. He is unstoppable. He's an unstoppable offensive force. He's better touch than anyone else in the league. He's as good of a shoot. I mean, I know his shooting percentages are not good, but like, man. I I don't I think he's the most unstoppable offensive force. And here's the thing. He knows it. He fucking knows it. And Michael Jordan knew it. 
So a couple things. Um, LeBron averaged 38, eight and eight in that Orlando series. I'm not giving Orlando credit for shutting LeBron James down. I think he dragged Wally. No, they didn't Zer- shut him down. I know. So he dragged Wally Zerbiak, Larry Hughes, and Delonte West to the conference finals. Like, and this Mavs team is a lot better than that Cavs team. Yes. Um, as you know, I'm kind of on this old school basketball um, kick right now. Yes. And I've stumbled down a Larry Bird rabbit hole. Um, I think the comp is Bird. I that, don't. That's a good Luca comp. So, because like LeBron. The, the, I can't I can't put one above the other. I just said I don't want to. Like I want to celebrate Luca, not put him right below Michael Jordan, like we do with everybody. I'm not saying you know? he's better. I'm not saying you he's said better. he's the closest thing since Michael Jordan. And I the closest thing I've the most dominant thing I've seen since Michael Jordan is like Shaq for two years, Steph for two years, and LeBron for 16. You See, know? LeBron so, to me is closer to Shaq because LeBron was dominant in a way that like physically you could not. You could not overpower it. And I see you what you're him, saying. Okay. And if you put him on the right team, i.e. the Heat, like those Heat teams, if you want to argue to me that the LeBron Heat teams, like whichever one of the best of those two teams that he, they won the championship are one of the five greatest teams of all time. And that LeBron on one of those teams was like the great, like him plus that team. It's like no one ever was going to beat that team. I would hear that argument. Look, I, I <laughs> in a way that Jordan was just like, none of these guys can fucking touch me. Uh-huh. And, and, Le- and he backed it up. And LeBron has that game five in Detroit where no one could touch him either. I, For look, that the, game, no one could touch him. The right. problem I have with the, just, can we just take the words Michael Jordan out of this? Like sure. the, the Luca is the best offensive force I've seen in a long time. And has Dude. top ten all time potential. I get it. You're. You know I don't do takes. I you know, know I'm not here for takes. And this, I, and this is, is genuinely that's why it's. And and this also this is not tonight. I've been talking about this shit for two years. I know. I know. I just tonight is not the night to be like Luca willed the Mavericks to this. No, 33. I'm not. Because that's why I'm like, okay, if he goes and beats the Warriors, let's have some conversations. Like, took out this Warriors team that has this gear nobody can get to. The sun's kind of folded. Like, let's not let's not make yes, this more than they what did. it was. And look, I, I actually agree with you to an extent on Luca's ability. Like Jake Rosen, friend of the pod, tweeted out, like, whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yes. That's Luca Doncic's game. Yeah. Um, I have seen iterations of this, not in like a 23-year-old, which is that's I, the thing. James got there for eventually. LeBron, who, he, you're, he got you're there right eventually. A, you're right on the physical part of this where it's like LeBron was a locomotive that the only chance you had was like make him pass to somebody else. That's all you have. Because they're yeah. like, I think there's better shooting games in LeBron's career that I than you're remembering. He just didn't No, there are. He just didn't become a jump shooter until really the the second tenure in Cleveland when he had to become a jump shooter because everybody was counting by three all of a sudden. Um, I will just say how much Luke I see in how much Larry Bird I see in Luca's game um, because like the the way he's able to make things easier for other people, the way he's able to like you said score on anybody from the perimeter is something Larry Bird did a lot yep. and. It's why I think he's got like a long dominant tenure of the league in him. Um, the the again, just take the words Michael Jordan out of the take, and I'm probably right there with you. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, I'm just I'm I, I 
you know me, I root for greatness. I love watching greatness. And I think that's ultimately the reason why I was rooting for Dallas in this series. Um, I'll root for them against the Warriors, although I, I don't I don't know. This Warriors team is flawed. I don't really know what to say about them. That that performance against Memphis, and I know they went on and won in game six, but that performance game five against Memphis was it was it was like unsettling, but at the same time, it wasn't shocking. Like this Warriors team puts forth putrid efforts from time to time. Um in wins. It, it but then they balance out the putrid efforts mm-hmm. with like you know, Steph and Clay are going to get going and like, you can't beat them when, when those guys get going. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the series. I'm very excited for the series. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As for the East, Celtics are really good. Celtics are very good. Can I say one thing? Sure. And that's really my only take on the series because I thought these were two evenly matched teams, especially when you, you take Middleton out. Giannis, this is not a knock on his legacy. If anybody thinks it is, then they're just wrong. Like the guy had 40 and 20 in game six and lost because another all-time great saved his own personal season. But Giannis... I don't know what more he could have done. He was asked to do so much in this series and almost won it. Um, but last game of the season, the Celtics and Nets, the Celtics and Bucks have, I think, identical records. Yeah, they have identical records or the Bucks had a one-game lead. The Bucks rest yeah. everybody against the Cavs. Yep. And it seemed like, all right, which team is going to duck the Nets in the first round? And the Celtics played everybody, won their game, Got the two seed and the Bucks fell to three, got to play this, this 
on on fume Chicago team that was really out of gas that was going to be able to be beaten. And the Celtics took on the challenge of the Nets, swept them and got to play this game at home. I tweeted this yeah. out. I like seeing that rewarded. That's good. And no, as a result, good. that's where if I'm going to knock the, the Bucks at all, it's for that, that you could have played this game at home if you beat a nothing Cavs team and took on the Nets in the first round. Maybe you would have been more battle tested. Uh, I think um, I, I, um, I hope a lot is made of Middleton not playing this series. Mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't get swept under the rug. I hope that doesn't get forgotten because it, I mean, he, we talk about guys, what they did in the finals last year. We saw what Chris Middleton did in the finals. We saw how important he was for the Bucks' evolution as this, the best version of themselves. They obviously were not the same team without him. I said it on one of the, the post game ones from earlier this week. And by the way, again, bad job by me after game five, I was like most important game of the playoffs. We mm-hmm. just saw it. Well, I guess not, but you know, but I also, I did, I did op- leave the door open a little bit because I was like, you know, it's, it's funny. We said the same thing after game five of, with Brooklyn, Milwaukee last year. And lo and behold, look what happened. Does that mean the Celtics are going to go off and win? We'll see. Um, I underestimated the Celtics. They're a better team than I thought they were before the playoffs. They're a better team than I thought they were probably even before this round. Um, they should be favored against Miami. Uh, I, man, I don't know. Jason Tatum briefly. Mm-hmm. Superstar. Yes. Superstar. Capital S could be, cause he could be the best player in the championship team this year. It could happen. Would not shock me at all. And that, and that, um, you know, and if you were, if you were building a team today, yes, Luca's well, for me, at least I know Luca's the, Luke is the first pick, but, but Tatum is right there. I think with the honest in the, in the, in the next tier of the conversation. Wait, so it's Luca and then a whole other tier of guys for you or not one tier that Luke is in Luca's by himself in his own tier. Okay. Yes. I think we know what your background should be. What? Luca? Luca, yes. It should be a Luca Doncic gigantic poster that just is in your background at all times. Maybe the picture of him in a Nick shirt with his thumb up. Wait, you know? wait until wait until he starts getting in shape. Yeah. Um, if, if he ever starts getting in shape. Yeah, he's got a little bit too much Shaq, I think. Mm-hmm. There. Shaq, talk about a guy who could have been the greatest player of all time if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Uh I, I, as for Giannis. Look, it, it needs to be said he did not have a good game today. Uh, there was a stretch, the, the stretch where the game got away from the Bucks in the third quarter, like they went to Giannis because nothing else was working. And that's the stretch where the greatest players of all time, like carry their team through that stretch. And it is a game still in the fourth quarter and he couldn't do it. Am I putting any blame on him? Of course not. The guy had uh, his averages for the series were 33, 14, and seven. Yeah, that's why it's it's hold on. What was the stat? He's the first ever to have 200 points, 200 rebounds, 100 assists, whatever it is for that a series. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have like, a uh, yeah. First with 200, 150, like 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists. That's what Giannis did in this series. I can't like, yes, you're right. Like there was that portion in the third, but you know what else was happening during that portion of the third, John? The Celtics weren't missing. He could yeah. have made all the two pointers he wanted to. The Celtics were counting by a different number. I know. Like, look, I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to keep it 100. 
I Giannis kept it a hundred rebounds in this series. Like I can't, they, his team allowed like as a team, they allowed the Boston Celtics to shoot 22 of 55 from three. And they hit four of four of 33. 30. Like <laughs> that's the game. Not Giannis didn't carry them in the third, you know? No, but look, I, again, we're not having a conversation about a guy who is like, in, and I'm talking about the context that I've spoken about him in. Okay. Not, not top 10 player, not top five player. This is a guy along with Luca, who I mentioned in the last week, as I think within 10 years, we're going to be looking at these two guys as two of the top 10 players of all time. And when you get to that level, that level, this game seven is a game that goes down on his resume as it in the slightly negative column. Hmm. The series as a whole, the series as a whole goes down, goes down in the positive column. I forget if I have said this stat already. If I did, I apologize. I don't think I have uh, four players in history had a uh, postseason run of at least 10 games in which they averaged 30 points, uh, 10 rebounds and five assists. Um, LeBron has two of those four in the last two years. Mm -hmm. So, and the previous two, uh, your boy, LeBron James, averaged 30, 11 and 8.5 assists in the 2014-15 run for Cleveland. And then Oscar Robertson, 1962-63, 31.8 points, 13 rebounds, uh, nine assists uh, at the age of 24. I went on an Oscar Robertson deep dive earlier this year or earlier this week. Let me tell you, Oscar Robertson, good basketball player. That's a, you and the takes today. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so is last year Luca losing to the Clippers a knock on him? No, because he had, well, he did tire at the, in the second half of that game. Right. Well, like game correctly. six is more the thing. In game seven, he had 46, but he shot 11 of 24 and Giannis shot 10 of 26 tonight and had 20, he had 25, 20 and nine. And then the other team was better. Like that's, I, I can't, that's why it's tough for me to like put this as a, any type, any kind of knock on Giannis. I think he did everything possible and it's up to us, these smarter basketball minds to not be like, well, you lost and he won. No, 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 no. So he did not lose. Up. He right. did not lose. I, I guess I'm going a little bit by the fact that like, as they said on the broadcast, he did have th like three point blank shots in a row that just missed, mm -hmm. you know, it's like he was they were right there for him. And, you know, and there were some others, it's like, I just think if they went in, then Boston comes down and hits three wide open threes from Grant Williams that like they were yeah. giving Grant Williams these shots. And it's like, all right, you got scored nine to six in that stretch. But Giannis <laughs> made it, you know, so it wasn't nine, nothing instead. I, I think it's different rules for a guy like Giannis, just like it was different rules for a guy like Shaq, you know, okay. Shaq for him to have a truly great game. It, he, it needed to be those postseason runs where he averaged like 40 points in the finals or whatever, where he just literally like, you know, made 70% of his looks. So for Giannis, who who lives pretty much predominantly on the inside, for him to finish the game going, I don't even know where he went. Did he go like 10 of 24 or something? 10 of 26 like was his yeah, final. Like that's the thing. Luca had a similar stat line in the game six last year, which is why I brought that up as a comp. Yeah. No, it's it, look, it's your your takes as usual are are much more measured well, than mine. I'm not even trying to be measured here tonight because I came on here making fun of Pittsburgh in a series they dominated against the Rangers and Puck Luck was in my favor. Um, I think here's my thought about Giannis. Like if Middleton plays, they win in six. 
Middleton yeah, didn't play right. and made right. it a series. And the only reason that Giannis isn't playing the Heat right now, and it's why I think this should be more celebratory, is Jason Tatum showed us he's a superstar in yeah. game six. There was a moment in game in that game where I was like, oh, okay, here come, here come the the Bucks. They're gonna take the lead. And Tatum much better just, team, though. What do you mean? The the Celtics are a much better team, though. It's easier. It is I I I don't think it's a hot take to say it is easier to put forward the sort of performance that Jason Tatum put forth when you know as Jason Tatum that it is not all on you, which is oh, why yeah, I'm yeah. that much. Whereas to me, and this is the last thing I'll say on Luca, the inverse was true of Luca in this specific sense. His team knew, okay. We know that dude could put everything on his shoulders. We just need to do a little bit. If we just do, if we do just enough, he'll get us there. And all that pressure was on his shoulders where I think Tatum could at least like look around and see, like, I have a great team next to me. And that's part of his evolution as a player this year. He started passing the ball. Mm -hmm. That's what what he never did, you know? And he, and he was dishing it in the second half more and, and, um, more than I ever have seen him and, and more confident, like he trusted his teammates. Yeah. And that's a big part of it tonight. Or I guess today is the better example of what you're talking about. Like this is a guy that didn't need to score 46 in game seven oh. to win. Just, Oh, Grant Williams is hot. Oh, my whole team is going to yeah. make 22 of 55 from three. Um, I guess where I'm elevating that game six performance is the like save our season performance that it seemed to have. Cause I thought the bucks had, tilt the scales a bit in they, even if the Celtics were a better team, this, the Milwaukee had all the momentum. They were home. They had the best player on the floor and Tatum. Those are performances. We talked back during, I call them DVD moments. Cause like the championship DVD has those moments you highlight. Like I look at that throughout most of baseball seasons. Like, Oh, this, like if the Mets had come back and won today, Oh, this is a DVD moment. The seven running against the Phillies. That's a DVD moment. Um, and I thought that was a DVD moment. And I think, look, we'll see what happens with, with this heat series. I don't want to s- sleep on the heat too much. These are two teams I hate, but have like admired all season for how well they've played with what I thought weren't top, top end talent, but still like top 10 end talent. And now I'm, I'm curious, like, are, are we going to get, are we going to get like a, a solid seven game series between two defensive minded teams or does, you know, as, the two teams also like to shoot the three a lot too, or well, Miami know, does, one, does one team separate themselves? I, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'll pick Celtics in the series for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'm picking Dallas in the other series, huh? Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm picking Dallas. Dallas you got to ride this trade. You got to ride this trade. Yeah. And then. Who would I who would I take Dallas or, or Boston? You gotta ride this train, John. It's gotta be you're getting Dallas's first ring this year. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. And if that look, if Luca does, I'll sit here and be like, you know what? Maybe there is some some Michael comp to this guy, well, Luka Doncic. Let's end let's end with this. It's uh playoffs aren't over over yet. Um, but in the so I thought since we were- We'd end with re-ranking. What? I thought we'd end with re-ranking. We have four oh, teams. Uh, yeah. D- Dallas, Boston. Of course. Dallas, Boston, Golden State, Miami. 
as far this is championship, like who we think will win the title. And it's like, yeah. it's them. If not them, then this team. Yeah. Golden State, Boston, Dallas. Miami. You have Golden State as the favorite. They do. They have this gear. I can't get past it. They. I was talking to Yash about this today. Why, why can't I'm you with put you. them? I'm listen. You got to ride that train. I got to ride this one. The Warriors can go to this level that no other team can. Not the Mavericks, not the Celtics. They could score 30 points in like seven minutes. It's like, oh, the Warriors are back. They also have the lowest floor. They do. That's the other, <laughs> the weirdest part about this team is like, I could easily see them losing by like 30, 40 points or 50. Because we just did. Right. And then they'll play an evenly matched game and then just look at each other like, hey, you guys want to win? It's like, okay, Clay hit 17 threes. Hey, Steph, by the way, greatest shooter of all time. We're going to do a, a screen and roll with you in Draymond and you're just going to be open. Like I, I, the Warriors have the highest ceiling, which is why I have to add respect with them. One, I think, I think it would only shock me at this point if one team won the title and it's Miami, like of the four remaining teams. Um, it wouldn't shock me if any of these teams won the title. It would surprise me a lot. Um, it, that's it a would, fair, fair. That's a fair correction. Yes. Yeah. It's it's slight, slight quibble. Uh, we'll end with this. So since Michael Jordan, there have been one, two, three, four. Hold on one sec. Um, I see. Uh, this is exceptional podcasting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, including. So Luke is one of these mm-hmm. players who have played at least ten playoff games in a in a single postseason and averaged at least thirty points since Michael. Since Michael, Michael LeBron. did it. A, a, okay. How many, how many so times? Lucas won. So Michael eight. did it. Hold on. Michael did it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Okay. <laughs> Which is by far the, the most in NBA history. Nobody's even close. Um, actually, well, one of the guys you'll you'll get, I'm sure. Um, but you want to you want to try to name the other nine? Luke is one of them. So you want right, to so try to name the other eight. LeBron. Yes, LeBron. Jack. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. LeBron has done it two minutes Sha- on a timer. Cause I'm logged in as you right now. Oh, Shaq has done it three times. LeBron has done it. One, two, three, four, five, six times. Kobe. Yes. Kobe has done it. Um, four. Kobe did it four times. Kawhi. Kawhi did it. That's four. Yeah. Kawhi, Kawhi did it. Uh, why can't I find Kawhi on here? Um, Kawhi did it. Durant twice. Uh, Durant did it. Three times. Russ? No. No. Okay. Anthony Davis. I'm thinking Bumble, if, no. if any. Okay. Um, Steph Someone Curry? did it again. Someone did it for the second time this postseason. We just talked about Giannis, it. Twice. Giannis. Yes. Holy shit. Um, so there's two more. Tell me, because we had a minute left. Well, no. So Luca's another one? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry. I think we miscounted. James Harden also did it. James Harden. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Right. Okay. But that's your list. Did you say Iverson? No, I didn't. Then I can't count because Iverson also did it. So those are all players that did it. Yes. All right. Anyway, you can wrap us up. We're, we're literally uh, in the last minute before your account says we can't be on Zoom anymore. <laughs> Thank you, patrons, for tuning in to another episode of uh, another bonus episode of the Next Film School podcast. We'll be back with you with more uh, postseason shenanigans before you know it. Love you. Let's go Rangers!
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.